listening to the New Century Multiverse, Panther Soul. Chapter 3. Statuesque Challenges Kolonash I stare down at it, cursing my pomposity. The pink internal lining is soft and downy, carefully arranged to suspend and protect an artifact of the appropriate size, upside down for eons. I crouch and grimace, gripping the sides. This is not fair. Perhaps the chest is the key to yet another treasure. The Zawans are known to do that. I push against it, and I can feel a movement. It is an enormous switch. I am right. There is a loud click, and I wait for my prize. Then the room starts to rumble and shudder. I can hear Dalesh screeching. Jaldi, Jaldi, move your ass! The back wall facing me slowly moves, closing inwards and sluicing downwards. My whiskers sizzle, and I bellow to my guide to turn the wheel again as I spin around to see the now vertical crawl space. It begins to turn, agonizingly, ponderously slow. I glance back and see the approaching confines of the treasure chamber, judge the diagonal angle of the gap to be sufficient, and throw myself back through, gripping my flamestone again between my jaws as I struggle and push. My angle is wrong, and the space is moving. A jagged, poisoned blade-like stone jabs forth almost into my eye. I roar in panic and try to scramble further away. Suddenly terrified that part of the collapse will include the crushing together of this space. Then my paw is free of it and I thrust out my arm, finding purchase and hauling the rest of my body through. As Dalesh cries out for me to hurry, I slither into the small chamber beyond and grab my outer clothes. Then I stand, yell for her to turn the wheel back once more, and as the aperture opens, I am able to look through the teeth of Zhao to the other side. The first room now feels desperately far away, and Dalesh is pacing back and forth, the open sky now beneath her. Uh, and the door behind me has now locked. Hold on, I'll get us out of here. Somehow, flinging my coat on and grasping my belt and bag, I step smartly forward, holding myself rigid. The blades bellow past me and I step again, faster this time. The rumbling keeps my heart pounding, but I must not lose this rhythm. The key was steady momentum. I step too far, and I can feel the blade hurtling towards me. My head darts back from an imagined paw swipe. It carries my body away from the singing edge. I feel the wind of it. Had I remained still, I would be dead this moment. I step again, this time one and a half flagstones. The blades whistle past and I am so close to escape. The tunnel behind me begins to fold, the bare rock elegantly sliding in on itself. I experience a new feeling, marveling at the unfathomable genius of the cats who created the horror that is about to end me. Rapterra? I take the last two steps and am suddenly clear. Dalesh is pressed against the door, which should lead us out to the shrine entrance. But it has indeed rolled shut, just as she said. I grab a round bronze shield from the nearby wall bracket and roar across at her. Jump towards me. I must time this perfectly. She hesitates. I must match her movements. Behind me, the tunnel closes out and the ceiling above begins to lower. 
The chasm above the mountainside yawns in between us. I hold out my paw, waving her forward, and as she jumps, I spring along with her. She is reaching for one of the horizontal poles to swing herself across, but there is no safety on this side anymore. I leap. We hang in the air. And I catch her, gripping my loose belt and the strap of my back in my teeth. Our bodies collide and she yowls in shock as we plummet through the floor and into space. My lower right paw is hooked under the grip of the shield and I bring it up under us as the vertical drop becomes a slope. Everything inside us that was screaming in fright as gravity claimed our weight gathers down into the shield as we rocket away from the temple. Dalesh clings to me and I look back to see the ancient architecture fold itself away into the mountainside. This moment of melancholy can only last the briefest of spaces as our shield hits snow and we hurtle down the slopes. Far below, Surish, her village, appears out of the mist and I push my arm out to guide and slow us as we skate over bare, frozen rock, back onto snow and then sheet ice. I cannot contain the thrill of this experience. I know it could kill us, but for some reason this twisted notion that the Zawans may have intended for precisely this kind of escape from their lethal, lethal death temple just holds an awed respect from the very essence of my being. Dalesh, for her part, holds herself close and witnesses her home rushing up to meet us. Snow leopards have emerged into the early dusk to see us hurtling towards them. They frantically clear a hasty channel through the lamplit streets, point to a snowy hill far down our path. Again, using my arm, I guide our passage as the huts rear up around us. We grind across the gravel street to the base of the hill, our momentum carrying us aloft. As we hit the peak, I spring free, holding her tight as we tumble down the snowy grass. The shield carries on its journey through the air and far further onward down the mountain. We come to a rolling stop and are surrounded by curious, fearful and outraged faces. Several of them growl things at Dalesh. I can make out meaning in their words. The main question appears to be, did this stranger defile the temple that has stood watch over them since before the before time? Her reply could be roughly translated as, whatever we did, the temple chewed us up and spat us out. The next morning, after a night spent recuperating, bathing, bandaging my cuts, and sleeping in a gratifyingly soft bed, I engage in conversation in the great hut of the town elder. Twain, the old greybeard leopard, asks me through his daughter if I am satisfied. I tell Dalesh to inform her father the statue was not there. My eyes narrow, and my nose twitches as I observe his reaction. It is just a shade too delayed and just a smidgen too theatrical. This is terrible news. You must be very disappointed. Is there anything else we can do for you before you leave? I straighten up irritably and pace around the hut, one eye on him, the other searching. His gaze flicks to the hearth and back to me. I growl softly and move over to the brown ceramic jar that adorns the mantelpiece there. The traces of palofin oil hang about it, 
but not strong enough for that to be the contents. I risked my life upon that mountain. I growled to Dalish. Your father allowed you to risk yours, too. She stares at me, then at him. Now I can see hurt in her eyes as she fathoms the truth. I go to open the lid of the jar, but it has been sealed. Angrily, I kneel with it, take out my knife, and bring the pommel down smartly against the outside, making Dalish jump in shock. The jar cracks open to reveal the smooth, beautifully sculpted statuette of Zura within. I pick it up and carefully blow the traces of shattered earthenware away, admiring how the firelight plays through its multi-hued semi-translucence. I catch the elder's eye on it as I stand. Was it you? He nods. My brother and I were captains, barely older than cubs. Twain croaks, his eyes far away. But please understand that Zura is precious to us. They watch over our village. They haven't been over your village for a long time. If you were able to get this on your own terms, then you have my admiration. But in your subterfuge, you nearly lost something more precious than this. Dalesh translates, saying the last part slowly. I turn and exit the hut. She pursues. Will you simply leave? Just like that? I got what I came here for. Well, where will you go next? I turn to respond and then see many curious eyes on me as the village have gathered in their doorways and a tall, muscular, handsome snow leopard I'd spotted conversing with the elder when I arrived yesterday is now stalking towards me. Dalesh turns to him and sees the determined expression on his face. Demar, no! She calls out. <sighs> Not this one. He rests a paw on her shoulder and shakes his head. Please do not fight him. He cannot take Zura. He glares at me. I can now see the family resemblance in their faces, along with that of the greybeard who now stands in the door of his hut, looking longingly at the statue he purloined as a catan. This one has a spell on you all. I call out, holding it aloft. You will be better off without them. I shall fight you for the honor of walking away with Zura, says Damar. It is tomorrow. I have beaten him. Now I must simply approach that eventuality, performing what movements I must do for it to be so. I sigh and put down my bag, removing my coat and passing it to the elderly matriarch, as a miniature arena is formed in the street. Damar paces about, cocking his head, flexing his claws as I bounce from paw to paw. I'm going to forgive your ignorance, I say loudly. While you were being dandled on your father's knee, he may have failed to mention my name is Kolo Nash, and I am the greatest fighter who ever lived. He springs in, slashing out. I do not attack, curving my head away and moving at lightning speed. When you challenged me to a fight, I did not realize I was speaking with a turtle of the great seas, I declare, dodging his increasingly frustrated swipes. Truly, you are a majestic creature, but you move so slowly, it'll be tomorrow before you land a blow. He becomes a whirlwind of claws and teeth. I dance around them until my tattoos glow with crimson fire, which catches him unawares. He leaps backwards, unsure as to where and how I might strike. My golden eyes flash triumphantly. Come on, turtle. I'll turn you into soup. What? 
are you? He pants, breathing steam as the fatigue of his initial frenzy begins to take hold. Hungry, I growl. He throws himself at me, slashing, clawing, yowling in fury. I leap above his low blows, tapping him lightly upon the forehead and rolling aside as his movements become more frantic. His heart is strong and his form is skilled. He is as desirable as his sister. But I will not let him have this one. I shall take a catnap between your slumberous blows. I report, whisking myself aside. That was refreshing. Snack time. From a pouch in my belt, I pull a fire apple and pop it between my jaws as I weave around his next floody, wrap my arm around his, take the fruit in my paw and chomp a bite from it, before whirling free and chewing ostentatiously as he gapes at me in white-hot indignation. Across the way, several cubs cheered this stunt of mine. I feel a glow of fierce pride. You have until I reach the core to surrender Zura. To me, he leaps back in close, desperate now, his eyes wide, angry and sad. As I dance, I glance across at Dalesh to see her bunched up with anxiousness. I must not punish this cat, I have already humiliated him too much. Damar staggers, his chest heaving, the pride overcomes my intentions, I cannot resist. Turtle, go back into your shell. He roars and dives in as I toss the fire apple into the air and strike him smartly upon the nose. He drops like a sack of hammers as the apple lands back in my paw and I finish the last bite. I sit down, cross-legged, beside him as his chest rises and falls. He is stunned and gasping. I'm sorry, I murmur. You fought bravely. But the champ is taking this treasure from you. Damar's eyes close in shame as he rolls onto his back. I stand once more as the village stares at me. There is a mixture of uncertainty and eagerness in their eyes. I stoop and help Damar back to his hind paws. He does not move to attack me again. In fact, he will not even look at me. You have a fine warrior uh, here to protect you, I announce to them. Now, I wasn't kidding about being hungry. May I please have a meal before I leave? Dalesh sighs and translates. Tomorrow I give her my flamestone as a parting gift. I cannot think of any better way to thank her. You have been listening to episode three of Panthersoul. Statuesque Challenges Written, edited and directed by Alexander Shaw Colo Nash Performed by Alex Shaw Dalesh Performed by Shanta Parasuraman Twain Performed by Tahir Chai Damar Performed by Morris Seng Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound Panther Soul Theme Zard Composed and Performed by Jason Bradley Livesey of Shockwave Sound Witch Hunt, Spirit of the Girl, Naraina, and Whimsy Groove, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Wusha Village Ambience from Tabletop Audio. And many thanks to Name Chaibiti and Mr. Ral35 for your wonderful and supportive reviews on iTunes. Every single one of those helps us to reach a few more ears. In particular, I want to read a bit that Name wrote. 
The audio drama episodes are so well performed and put together that when I go back to regular audiobooks, it seems that those professionally published works are missing something. That was everything I ever wanted. Not to make professional productions seem lesser, but just to bring you folks something extraordinary. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon, and our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you too. Aaron Lecluse, Abel Savard, Alex Brewington, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolfe, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely, Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, Johan Clayson, Joe G, Josh Waster, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Matthew A. Siebert, Matthew Webb, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow, Sarah Montgomery, Tima Hellas Hario, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns. For the maximum New Century Multiverse experience, you need to be checking out the podcast Through the Wind Door, where Greg Downing and Toby Skills Jungius talk us through each story like a book club and go into mind-boggling depth. I don't know about you, but I like having my mind boggled. They're currently up to Steamheart. And if you want to read the entirety of Panthersoul right now, it is available in a gorgeous paperback on Amazon.com. Alternately, you can support this project for $10 on Patreon and get access to all the New Century eBooks and audiobooks.